Today is February the 8th. Today, we see the golden calf. Today, as you read through the Bible in a year, please read Exodus chapters 31 to 33. Now, in Exodus 31, the Lord sets apart a specific craftsman. It's interesting. The Lord said, I have made my spirit to dwell on them. God's spirit gives creativity in these craftsmen. We're especially able to uh, build. Uh, they constructed furniture that lasted literally for a millennia, for a thousand years. Now, uh, in chapter 32, we have the story of the golden calf. You probably remember that from reading about it before. Uh, while Moses was on Mount Sinai, um, the people came to Aaron and said, make us uh, idols that we can worship. And uh, Aaron does. Uh, he fabricates a golden calf, probably um, made a shape of a calf out of wood and then covered it with gold. Um, Moses comes down and says, what have you done? It's, it's important for us to know that in making the golden calf, Israel was not saying this is to replace Yahweh. This is to substitute the God who brought us out of Egypt. Oh, no. They said, this is the God who brought us out of Egypt. This is a physical representation of Yahweh. Every other nation that they knew of had physical representations of the God that they worshiped. God said, I'm different. Don't be like them. Uh, treat me differently. By making the golden calf, this was simply a way that Israel used to make God more visible, to make God uh, more tangible. You might think, what's wrong with that? Well, in essence, it made God more common. And God said, don't do that. I am different. You wear different clothes when you come in to uh, uh, lead Israel in worship. Uh, you use different incense, uh, different oil uh, to anoint. I am different. Worship me differently. Well, Moses understood that. He uh, chastised Israel for what they did. And then in chapter 33, very interesting. It seems almost like Moses did the same thing as Israel. He said, God, let me see you. But the big difference was Israel created something they could see. Moses went to God and said, God, let me see you. The Lord told Moses, Moses, if I show myself to you, you'll die. Instead, hide here in a little indentation in the rock. I'll cover your eyes as I walk by. When I walk by, 
you can see my backside. Moses did, and he fell to his knees and wept. Enjoy today as you read Exodus 31 to 33. Then the Lord said to Moses, Look, I have specifically chosen Bezalel son of Ur, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with the Spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in carving wood. He is a master at every craft. I have personally appointed Aholiab, son of Ahisamach, of the tribe of Dan, to be his assistant. Moreover, I have given special skills to all the gifted craftsmen, so they can make all the things I have commanded you to make. The tabernacle, the ark of the covenant, the ark's cover, the place of atonement, all the furnishings of the tabernacle, the table and its utensils, the pure gold lampstand with all its accessories, the incense altar, the altar of burnt offering with all its utensils, the wash basin with its stand, the beautifully stitched garments, the sacred garments for Aaron the priest, and the garments for his sons to wear as they minister as priest, the anointing oil, the fragrant incense for the holy place. The craftsmen must make everything as I have commanded you. The Lord then gave these instructions to Moses. Tell the people of Israel, be careful to keep my Sabbath day, for the Sabbath is a sign of the covenant between me and you from generation to generation. It is given so you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. You must keep the Sabbath day, for it is a holy day for you. Anyone who desecrates it must be put to death. Anyone who works on that day will be cut off from the community. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day must be a Sabbath day of complete rest, a holy day dedicated to the Lord. Anyone who works on the Sabbath must be put to death. The people of Israel must keep the Sabbath day by observing it from generation to generation. This is a covenant obligation for all time. It is a permanent sign of my covenant with the people of Israel. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, but on the seventh day he stopped working and was refreshed. When the Lord finished speaking with Moses on Mount Sinai, He gave him two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant written by the finger of God. Exodus 32 When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Come on, they said, let's make some gods who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses, who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So Aaron said, Take the gold rings from the ears of your wives, sons, and daughters, and bring them to me. All the people took the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. Then Aaron took the gold, melted it down, and molded it into the shape of a calf. When the people saw it, they exclaimed, O Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Aaron saw how excited the people were, so he built an altar in front of the calf. Then he announced, Tomorrow will be the festival to the Lord. The people got up early the next morning to sacrifice burnt offerings and peace offerings. After this, they celebrated with feasting and drinking, and they indulged in pagan revelry. The Lord told Moses, Quick, go down the mountain. The people who you brought from the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. How quickly they have turned away from the way I commanded them to live. 
They have melted down gold and made a calf, and they have bowed down and sacrificed to it. They are saying, These are our gods, O Israel, who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Then the Lord said, I have seen how stubborn and rebellious these people are. Now leave me alone so my fierce anger can blaze against them, and I will destroy them. Then I will make you, Moses, into a great nation. But Moses tried to pacify the Lord his God. O Lord, he said, why are you so angry with your own people, whom you brought from the land of Egypt, with such great power and such a strong hand? Why let the Egyptians say their God rescued them with the evil intention of slaughtering them in the mountains and wiping them from the face of the earth? Turn away from your fierce anger. Change your mind about this terrible disaster you have threatened against your people. Remember your servants Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You bound yourself with an oath to them, saying, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven, and I will give them all this land I have promised to your descendants, and they will possess it forever. So the Lord changed his mind about the terrible disaster he had threatened to bring on his people. Then Moses turned and went down to the mountain. He held in his hands the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant. They were inscribed on both sides, front and back. These tablets were God's work. The words on them were written by God himself. When Joshua heard the boisterous noise of the people shouting below them, he exclaimed to Moses, It sounds like war in the camp. But Moses replied, No, it's not a shout of victory nor wailing of defeat. I hear the sound of a celebration. When they came near the camp, Moses saw the calf and the dancing, and he burned with anger. He threw the stone tablets to the ground, smashing them at the foot of the mountain. He took the calf they had made and burned it. Then he ground it into powder, threw it into the water, and forced the people to drink it. Finally, he turned to Aaron and demanded, What did these people do to you to make you bring such terrible sin upon them? Don't get so upset, my lord, Aaron replied. You yourself know how evil these people are. They said to me, Make us gods who will lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses, who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So I told them, Whoever has gold jewelry, take it off. When they brought it to me, I simply threw it into the fire. And out came this calf. Moses saw that Aaron had let the people get completely out of control, much to their amusement of their enemies. So he stood at the entrance of the camp and shouted, All of you who are on the Lord's side, come here and join me. All the Levites gathered around him. Moses told them, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Each of you take your swords and go back and forth from one end of the camp to the other. Kill everyone, even your brothers, friends, neighbors. The Levites obeyed Moses' command, and about 3,000 people died that day. Then Moses told the Levites, Today you have ordained yourselves for the service of the Lord, for you obeyed him even though it meant killing your own sons and brothers. Today you have earned a blessing. The next day Moses said to the people, You have committed a terrible sin, but I will go back up to the Lord on the mountain. Perhaps I will be able to obtain forgiveness for your sin. So Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, what a terrible sin these people have committed. They have made gods of gold for themselves. But now, if you will, only forgive their sin. But if not, erase my name from the record you have written. 
But the Lord replied to Moses, No, I will erase the name of everyone who sinned against me. Now go, lead the people to the place I told you about. Look, my angel will lead the way before you. And when I come to call the people to account, I will certainly hold them responsible for their sin. Then the Lord sent a great plague upon the people because they had worshipped the calf Aaron had made. The Lord said to Moses, Get going, you and the people you brought up from the land of Egypt. Go up to the land I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I told them, I will give this land to your descendants, and I will send an angel before you to drive out the Canaanites, Amorites, Hittites, Perizzites, Hivites, and Jebusites. Go up to this land that flows with milk and honey, but I will not travel among you, for you are a stubborn and rebellious people. If I did, I would surely destroy you along the way. When the people heard these stern words, they went into mourning and stopped wearing their jewelry and fine clothes. For the Lord had told Moses to tell them, You are a stubborn and rebellious people. If I were to travel with you for even a moment, I would destroy you. Remove your jewelry and fine clothes while I decide what to do with you. So, from the time they left Mount Sinai, the Israelites wore no more jewelry or fine clothes. It was Moses' practice to take the tent of meeting and set it up some distance from the camp. Everyone who wanted to make a request of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Whenever Moses went out to the tent of meeting, all the people would get up and stand in the entrance of their own tents. They would all watch Moses until he disappeared inside. As he went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and hover at its entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. When the people saw the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they would stand and bow down in front of their own tents. Inside the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face, as one speaks to a friend. Afterwards, Moses would return to the camp, but the young man who assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun, would remain behind in the tent of meeting. One day Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me, take these people up to the promised land, but you haven't told me whom you will send with me. You have told me, I know you by name, and I look favorably on you. If it is true that you look favorably on me, let me know your ways so I may understand you more fully and continue to enjoy your favor. And remember that this nation is your very own people. The Lord replied, I will personally go with you, Moses, and I will give you rest. Everything will be fine for you. Then Moses said, If you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know that you look favorably on me, on me and your people, if you don't go with us? For your presence among us sets your people and me apart from all other people on the earth. The Lord replied to Moses, I will indeed do what you have asked, for I look favorably on you, and I know you by name. Moses responded, Then show me your glorious presence. The Lord replied, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will call out my name, Yahweh, before you, for I will show mercy to anyone I choose, and I will show compassion to anyone I choose. But you may not look directly at my face, for no one may see me and live. The Lord continued, Look, stand near to me on this rock. As my glorious presence passes by, I will hide you in the crevice of the rock, 
and cover you with my hand until I have passed by. Then I will remove my hand and let you see me from behind, but my face will not be seen. Scripture reading from the New Living Translation by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll see a second covenant made. On Thursdays of every week, New Hope Church uh, puts on its YouTube channel a uh, the sermon from the previous week. If you'd like to hear last week's sermon, please go to our YouTube channel, New Hope Church, Greenwood IN. You can listen to just the sermon from last Sunday. That's New Hope Church, Greenwood IN.